This is Kyle McCord, and you're listening to Austin, Felix, and Matt on the W Debate. Welcome to the W Debate. All right, boys, are we ready to debate? Austin, you tweeted something, girl. You tweeted your running back tonight. Explain yourself. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand. <laughs> you jumped up and... That's Austin Nate, who is going to be that guy. And for me, Bijan Robinson is still going to be that guy. Back to the ground with Robinson, who spins and then tries to bounce it. A stiff arm, another one as he rides it, keeps his balance. They're going to say he stepped out, but I'm... I'm feeling sharp. I know you didn't think that we would get through this episode without mentioning the name one Zach F. Wilson. Screen or draw. Oh, Wilson is going to uncork for the end zone. And he drops it in beautifully. And it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown. That's Matt Brody. G. Scott Jr. Obviously, I whacked poetic about him on the last episode, so I won't do that again here. And this time, the field on the carry. Watch out! Justin Fields! Hello, Columbus! 51 yards! Vernon, are you ready to go head to head with me? I am. Gotta get my popcorn out here. Hold on. Gotta continue. Kyle McCord is going to end up winning the job. He's going to be rated higher. Um, well, I'm not nearly as passionate about what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> Our apologies to Kirk Street and Atlanta's time will get him rescheduled soon. And to Matt Bruning and Austin A. I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck. It's 9.30 Eastern time, the time zone that doesn't kneel for nobody. That means it's time for the Debbie Debate, brought to you by CampusCan.com. Just Matt Bruning and Felix Sharp with you tonight on a macho version of tonight's show. How many players are presently elite at their respective positions? We play a game of keep, trade, and cut. And Matthew doesn't know this, but I bet you I can get him to lie to you during this show. Straight to your face. Uh, But before we get to all that, I want to start. This is a good slate. Matthew, this weekend of games, uh, I, I don't think that there's a game that I'm looking more forward to watching to uh, than Oregon and Washington. Two top 10 teams, Pac-12, that score a lot. And um, for all of these games, Oregon at Washington, USC at Notre Dame, Miami at North Carolina, and UCLA at Oregon State, I want you to give me the most important non-quarterback player in each of these games. It could be a skill position player. It could be anybody, quite frankly. Uh, I've got my list. I don't know. Do you want to start? We're going to start with Oregon and Washington. Washington favored by just three. Do mm. you want to start? Yeah, I can do that. Um, like one from each team? You just want one from the entire game for Oregon and Washington? Uh, for the, uh, I just picked one from the entire game. Okay. Um, then I'll go with Troy Franklin because I don't think you'll go with Troy Franklin. I think he's he's been the big playmaker for Oregon in that offense. Uh, <laughs> If Oregon has any shot of keeping up with that Washington offense, they're going to have to rely on him. Since we're doing non-QBs, I'll go with him. USC Notre Dame. No, be- no, no, no. Let me let me just let's, oh, okay, let's start oh, yeah, with yeah, the go, go, go one ahead, game go. first. Jeez. Putting the okay, cart before okay. the horse here. Go ahead. Um, th- I, 
this there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Now, Oregon has kind of spread the ball out uh, other than to Troy Franklin. That's why I think that the most important player in this game is Gary Bryant Jr. So he's second on the team in receptions, but first on the team in snaps at wide receiver, even ahead of Troy Franklin. Now we know <laughs> Washington has four guys between Penix Jr., Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk, and Roma Dunes that are going to be playing in the NFL. I don't think we know that about Oregon's skill position players just yet, even though they might be good. So if you're going to keep up with that scoring offense, it can't just be Troy Franklin. Somebody else has to have a big game. And there was a point in which we thought Gary Bryant Jr. was going to be like the next thing when he was playing with uh, with Jackson Dart at USC. He's, again, tied on the second on the team in receptions. If, if Oregon is going to score in this one, it can't just be Troy Franklin. You got to have a big game from somebody else. It's got to be Jordan James. It's got to be... Uh, uh, Bucky Irving. It's got to be Gary Bryant Jr. He's the one that I'm picking here. It could also be Tez Bryant or Tez Johnson. Excuse me. He's he's got an explosive skill set. But in this one, because you know he's leading the team in snaps, I'm going to pick uh, Gary Bryant. Gary Bryant Jr. Okay. Can I talk you? Let's go to Dame yeah. Now? Let's go to USC okay. uh, and Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored. I, I'm surprised by this one actually. Yeah. Notre Dame is favored uh, by two and a half in this one. So I mean. Almost a coin flip for a Notre Dame team that truly just gave one up to Louisville uh, here on Saturday. Uh, who is your impact player in this one? Yeah, I assume they're giving Notre Dame two and a half just because it's at home for them. Right. I, I, I don't really view this as a pick em. I think USC is, I don't want to say necessarily the overall better team because their defense is hot garbage, but I definitely trust Caleb Williams, that offense, a whole lot more. But... If I'm picking a player that I think could impact this game, I'm going to go off the beaten path here a little bit. And a guy that I've actually talked a lot about, a running back Jeremiah Love for Notre Dame, I think could make a big impact in this game. He's very important. I think, in my opinion, if you look at just the stats and even when he's playing, he's been the better running back for Notre Dame. I get why they use Audric Estime when they do, but for me, Love has been the better player. If Sam Hartman and this Notre Dame offense want to keep Caleb Williams off the field, and that's really the only way they're going to keep him from not scoring because that defense I don't think is going to really slow that offense down, they're going to have to play keep away. And I think having a player like Jeremiah Love getting those first downs, having the explosive plays that he has had so far this year for that offense could help keep Notre Dame's offense on the field a little bit longer. I still think, obviously, Estime is going to get a bulk of the carries but I wouldn't be surprised if Jeremiah Love has some big explosive plays in this game to help Notre Dame win it if they do. I, I don't think they will. I think you got the right position, wrong player, because I'm going to take Audric Estime as being the most important. So uh, in their wins, Audric Estime has averaged 16 receptions for 120 yards. In their losses, he's averaged 12 carries for 45 yards. USC is 90th in the country in rushing defense. They're giving up over four yards a carry and over 157 yards per game. You're right on the logic on how you win this. You keep Caleb Williams off the field. And I think, quite frankly, you hope that the travel for these California kids, maybe it's a little bit frosty in South Bend, Indiana, and they can't handle the cold, even though it's a 330 game. But that is how you win. You run the ball. You keep. Uh, you stay in front of the chains. You keep Caleb Williams off the field. The problem is, is that USC might just – I mean, these are going to be some short drives. Uh, you know, not taking a lot of time off the clock because USC 
I don't know if they fixed their tackling problems, but yeah. so I can see them. I can see Audric Estime having a, or them having a problem with Audric Estime. This defense held Ohio State to 17, held Duke to 14. I think you want to play a slow game here. And how do you play a slow game? You do it with the running back position. We know that they're they had that first game against what like Navy. Jaden Greathouse had two touchdowns in that yeah. one. They looked good. After that, I mean, they're going back to the tight end. Uh, is it Holton? Is it Holton stays? Who's the uh, the leading receiver on the team right now? Man, like I don't know what's wrong with Notre Dame's wide receiver position. They've had a problem with that position for a very long time. So if you're going to beat USC, it's not you're not just going to go punch for punch with them offensively. At least I don't think so. You got to control the ball, and you do that with Audric Estimate. 230 pounds. Why not put him in it? Put it in his belly 24 times this game and get him going again. Absolutely disappeared uh, last week. He had what 30? He had like 30 or 40 yards last week against Louisville. Um, they got to get him going if they're going to win this one. And you know, I don't know. I mean, two and a half. I feel like Vegas knows something that we all don't know. I don't know how this is a coin flip just because you know Notre Dame is at home. I thought it would be USC uh, the other way. I mean, USC by three, but I don't know. So that's who I got. I got Audric Estimate, the key player in this game. But another one that I can't I can't wait to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think traveling for USC, bad defense, you know, again, at home. May, I guess they just view these teams They did just play an ugly game. They had a double overtime yeah. game against Arizona. They might be emotionally tired, whatever. They had to stay up late. This one's on the East Coast. I, I don't know. To, to answer your question, the leading receiver on Notre Dame is actually Mitchell Evans, followed Mitchell very, Evans. very closely by the long tight end. former yeah. running back Chris Tyree, which I find very interesting. I didn't realize he was having like not really a good season, but I don't think any other wide receiver is having a good season. No, they're really not. You got the but, stats you know, in front of you. How many receptions yeah. does Jaden Greathouse have? He has 12, actually, which is fifth on the team. Yep, that's good for a freshman. And 166 but. yards, three touchdowns. Obviously, the two came in, yeah, in, two uh, in the, the Navy first game. game. But still, pretty good. I mean, he's over guys like Tobias Merriweather, uh, Rico Flores, Holden Stays, as you talked about the tight end. He's really not that far behind Jaden Thomas, who would be I, I thought got more receptions. I, I thought that that team was going to be so balanced that they can beat you a number of ways with Sam Hartman there. They can, you know, throw for 300 yards if they needed to, run for 200 yards if they needed to. It hadn't panned out that way. So I don't know. Well, we'll see. That's another one I'm watching. Um, ACC conference play between two quarterbacks who can really sling it Miami at North Carolina. North Carolina favored by three and a half. The over under on this game is 57 and a half. Um, Miami has done a lot of scoring outside of last week's Georgia Tech game as soon as they started playing interconference play. Um, you know, I think that that's how they they got to score. You got to get pressure on Drake May. That's how you beat Miami in North Carolina. Reuben Baines Jr., number 44, he is a six foot three, 275-pound freshman. Uh, he is, if you look at PFF grades, he's the best – defender on Miami's team. He also leads the team in sacks with three. He's third on the team in pressures with nine. He actually had three sacks in the spring game, and I actually went back and watched. They were like, no, he didn't act because, you know, it's two-hand two touch. They were real. I mean, they would have been sacks if it was a real game. Um, a bigger player who can move, I don't know. I if, if Miami is going to win this game, you do it by getting pressure. I wish he was an interior defensive lineman because pressure up the middle is a lot – you know, a little more frustrating for quarterbacks, especially for somebody who, like Drake May who has mobility. But 
I would cross my fingers from if I was a Miami fan that Ruben Bain Jr. would get in the backfield, have a couple of sacks, maybe a sack fumble, and and have a big play in the game. That's how you win is if that guy goes berserk. But, I mean, he's a freshman. I don't know how much you can expect from him. But he is playing really well this season. So in this Miami-North Carolina game, if Miami's going to pull it off, I think uh, this freshman has a, has to have a big one. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take uh... – I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit. Devontae Walker. I mean, he's if, if he comes out there and has the big game here, pairing up with Drake May, second game then, I, I don't even know. Did he actually get a chance to really practice with the team while he was ineligible? It's just he wasn't able to play games. Obviously, in my opinion, I know you were very high on him very early on. We You know, Nate was uh, a couple years ago. He, he's the best wide receiver on the team. If they should have scored last, he should have. He yeah. had a, he, they were in crossers and he was open in the end zone. The crowd would have went wild if he caught that ball. Uh, Drake May just missed him. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean this as a shot at their wide receiver core, but you know, Kobe Pesor, Nate McCollum, Gavin Blackwell, John Nate McCollum is playing Harris. well. They're Nate playing McCollum okay. is playing well. They're, they're playing okay. JJ Jones, I, I don't. I don't think it's any shade to say that Devontae Walker is easily the best wide receiver on that team. We've seen what Miami can give up in the passing game. If Devontae Walker and Drake make him build that connection up in this game, I think it's going to be a fun game. He, he's the one that I'm watching. He's the one I think has the biggest impact. You know who else is playing well? Who's that? Marion Hampton. Marion Hampton. Marion Hampton is playing well. So is he? Um, I guess his 20, point, 20 miles per hour top speed is not really affecting him. Uh, this year, a big boy can play. Um, the Pac-12 has been excellent this year. We got another good one uh, this weekend, UCLA at Oregon State. I think this is an easy one as far as who the impact player is. And, oh, shoot, I was practicing this before the before the show. Um, Leaatu Latu. Uh, he had 10 sacks last year coming into this season. He was first-team All-Pac-12. He already has five this year. Barnabas put me on this kid, kid, number 15. He's a rush line. He's a rush in, but he stands up sometimes. So, you know, he might be a 3-4 uh, outside linebacker. He is Pro Football Focus's top pass rusher with a 91.3 uh, grade, best in power five. And a lot of people are saying that he should be the first defender, the first defensive player taken um i mean yeah have this guy go chase after dj you are aiden childs if he's in there that's the impact player that's the low-hanging fruit lay ya to latu i i'm gonna get it i was probably cameron sit there he asked me what am i doing because i was saying it over and over again and now i can't say it right uh i'm gonna go man i wanted to go carson Steele, but i don't i don't really think that he is going to and now his name just completely jumped out of my head. Oh my god! Oregon Jay State's Michael running Sturdivant? back. No, oh, Damian he, Martinez. Damian Martinez. I don't know why I wanted to say Damian Harris so bad. Maybe it's because I was listening back to Debbie and listening to Mike complain about his Patriots. Damian Martinez, I think, is going to be the guy that I will take in this game. If they're able to get after DJU. They're going to have to rely on that run game a little bit. UCLA coming off a a close win that they probably could have lost. Dante Moore reeling a little bit. Oregon State's defense, I think, is – I wouldn't put it up there with Utah's, but I do think it's better than Washington State's, who gave Dante Moore a little bit of trouble. Maybe they try to rely a little bit on the run game as well. I'll be curious to see what Oregon State's offense does in this game, but I think Damian Martinez has a chance to really uh, salt away this game for the Beavers. 
Dante Moore is not having trouble. He's just playing like a freshman. I want the record to reflect that. I was looking at Oregon State's leading receivers. They got two guys who are 5'8", leading the team in receptions. I mean, that's got to be like some sort of uh, some sort of record or something like that. Um, um, uh, Brett adds in the chat, he says uh, Silas Bolden for uh, Oregon State. He's asking about him. I don't know, Brett. I have no idea. Um, all right, let's move on to housekeeping here. If you're watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and like the video. People in the chat hanging out with us today. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers. And if you're first time joining, joining us, hey, What's going on? We're with campuscan.com. Go ahead and check out the website, and you can check out the C2C winning edge tier, projected spreads, updated depth charts for 133 FBS teams. FBS teams. Um, there's really nothing else like that package in the college football space. Go ahead and check it out. All right, Matthew, I'm I, I, I'm going to like this game because I think I'm going to put you in a bind here. I gave you some of the. Uh, calls that we're going to make here but we're going to play we're going to play keep trade cut okay okay i'll give you mine uh too so here let's start with this one okay all right uh off bro he's not a freshman redshirt freshman what what is Shador sanders did he have one year or two at jackson state i can't remember if it was two or one anyway hey was it two i think it was one all right. So it's one year. Okay. Redshirt freshman. Second year in college. Shador, just say second year in college. Shador Sanders. Yeah. Aiden Childs. Yeah. Lenora Sellers. Keep trade keep, cut. Keep trade cut. Yeah. I'm cutting Shador. That's pretty easy. I'm not, that's not even a question for me. Um, ah, that's a tough one. You know what? Cut Shador Sanders. I'm keeping Aiden Childs and I'm. Wait, keep trade cut, and I'm trading Lenora Sellers, and I'll tell you why I'm making that decision between Sellers and Childs is not an easy decision. Probably sounds a little bit biased because everybody knows how much I like Aiden Childs. I think he's a little bit more refined than Sellers is. While I definitely agree, I think Felix, you said before, he could be like the next Anthony Richardson. So he he has by far the most upside out of these three guys. But if he doesn't hit that, I, I think. Aiden Childs still has a chance to hit at least a decent ceiling. Sellers also has a lot more name value, might be because of us pumping him up. But I think you can get more for Sellers right now. So more than Aiden Childs? Mm, I think so. I never thought about that. Because, because he gets the comps of being such a great athlete. Like, it's not, a, it's, I don't even think they're, it's fair to say they're in the same level. Aiden Childs is not the level of athlete that Norris Sellers is. And I, yeah, so I would yeah. say that his ceiling is higher. So people value him higher. I mean, I saw in a lot of the drafts going, Sellers was going a good couple rounds before Aiden Child. So, and I think he's going to be the guy who probably starts next year. I think. I don't know. I mean, I think both of them have a shot to start next year. But because of Sellers' rushing upside, when we look at this from the fantasy perspective, you're going to want him more than Aiden Childs. So, I think he is the one that you could get more for if you traded him right now. Lenore Sellers threw that, what, 60-yard touchdown pass in stride and, you know, I think collectively our heads exploded because it was like, oh my goodness, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, this is a Debbie show. I think I can replace Shador Sanders' production on the college side of my C2C league. So I'm cutting Shador Sanders just like you are. I'm trading Aiden Childs, though. I don't think that you can just let go of Lenore Sellers' upside. Of course, I'm going to pick the dude who's going to be the next Anthony Richardson. I mean, 
he's more developed than Anthony Richardson was at this point in his career as a passer. We saw it in the spring game. We've already saw it in the limited action he's got as a freshman. He's got the touchdown pass to Nick Harbor, the fade, and then, the, again, the 60-yard touchdown pass hitting in stride. I mean, from what we've – there's no point at which we've seen Lenora Sellers where he has not looked like a, like a freak. And Aiden Childs has been good. He's actually gotten in. I don't. I think they're burning his redshirt because he's close to having played more than four games. Um, Aiden Childs is like ready to play right now, but I just think Lenore Sellers has the higher ceiling, and he's going to be more fun to own. He's going to be more fun to have rostered. So I'm picking Lenore Sellers. You can let us know in the chat. Let us know in the chat uh, where as we go along here. Keep trade cut. Shador Sanders, Aiden Childs, Lenore Sellers. Um, Here's a running back one, Matthew. Yeah. Keep traits cut. Le'Veon Moss, Kendall Milton, Jordan James. Okay. I'm definitely keeping Le'Veon Moss because he's at least been more productive this year than the other two. If I'm remembering correctly, although that did come back to bite me in the ass. This is an easy one. With the Kyle Pitts, Michael Mayer thing. I'm probably cutting Kendall Milton at this point. Absolutely. if you can even trade Jordan James, I think the problem is the only one you can you can trade is Le'Veon Moss. I don't think you get anything for Kendall Milton or Jordan James, but I'll take a fifteenth round supplemental pick for Jordan James. I'm keeping Le'Veon Moss. Jordan James is one of my favorites in last year's class. I think I even compared him to Ramondre Stevenson in the freshman guide. I think I did. I got to go back and look. Kendall, there, I've never seen anything from Kendall Milton that I liked, despite his big hulky dad going around Twitter and you know disputing tweets about his child. I mean, he's he's a f- fine college football player, but he's been injured, and even when he's been healthy, despite what Jared has been telling us, he has no juice. Um, so, so I, w- I just want to say I stand corrected. Jordan James has actually been fairly he's been good. close to productive as Le'Veon Moss has. So that, that came yeah, he's been good. Today. He's been good. He's, in some games, he's outtouched Bucky Irving. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I still like Jordan. I like these guys who have thick lower halves and they don't necessarily have, you know, breakaway speed, but I don't really care about, I just talked about, um, uh, Amari and Hampton, you know, another guy who doesn't have is a, a big running back who doesn't have top end speed, but I don't care about that. I'm cutting Kendall Milton. Um, I think that I'm also be, so the last couple of weeks, Le'Veon Moss has really taken the reins as the starting running back. We like Jimbo Fisher starting running backs. They get volume. And, you know, I might be able to – turn. I'm going to keep Le'Veon Moss projecting that he's going to continue to get that volume, and I'll trade Jordan James. I mean, I might not be able to get a lot for him, but I'm definitely cutting Kendall Milton. I actually put this on here because I wanted to say that I'm cutting Kendall Milton. That's exactly why we did this. All right, here we go. I think this might be a little bit tougher. Maybe it's not. It's not Let us know me. in the chat. It's not for you? <laughs> no, I already um, This is a wide receiver one. Kevin Concepcion, the freshman wide receiver from NC State, who's been very productive, just had his uh, best game last week. Jaden Greathouse and the athletic freak Nick Harbor. Keep yeah, I mean, I'm cutting, Matthew. I'm cutting Harbor pretty easily here. There's just so many questions around what he is, isn't going to be. I know he wants to play offense. Does he end up going back to defense where he was more successful in high school? I'm not taking that chance. I'll cut him. That makes no difference to me. Comes down to Kevin Concepcion or Jaden Greathouse. I think I'm going to keep Kevin Concepcion and trade Jaden Greathouse. I mean, (laughs) I think my biggest fear with Notre Dame 
is I don't really like – I thought this offense was going to take a step forward having Sam Hartman there. They haven't been horrible, but they have not been as good as I expected them to be. I don't know if a Kenny Minchie or anybody coming in fixes that. And I don't know that Jaden Greathouse is going to be able to put up the stats for you on the college side that, again, it's only two games, really, for, for Kevin Concepcion. But we like that offense. We like what Tedford's doing there with NC State. Like, I'm I'm going to take that. Or is it Tedford? Who's, who's the offense? You, you almost you, – you were so close. You almost got this one right. Yeah, I am keeping Kevin Concepcion. And I've been trying to, like, yeah. sneak – I'm going to put the uh, – all the the ones we've done this far in the chat, so you guys can let us know. It was trade um, Jaden Greyhouse because I didn't really specify that I'm trading Jaden Greyhouse. Yeah, but you can pro- you could probably get just as much or more from trading Nick Harbor. That's why I am. But I this is the thing that I want to point out. We have two guys here who are what top ten wide receivers in their class. Kevin Concepcion was like an afterthought, and we're both saying keep Kevin Concepcion. And you're saying you would cut Nick Harbor. I would I would trade Nick Harbor because I think I can get a lot for him. I would cut Jaden Greathouse. I think that that says a lot about what we're seeing from Kevin Concepcion. I talked about him with Matt Waldman yesterday. He's doing things that veteran wide receivers do. Like, I want to know if he – I know he's a freshman, but is he like a 20-year-old freshman? Is he a 19-year-old freshman, an older prospect? Because – He's causing defensive backs to turn the the wrong way. He's running really good routes. Um, he's playing the slot, primarily the slot, but he had a – I can't remember who it was against. He had a touchdown catch, a wheel route, where he was lined up inside and he ran the wheel, but he did this stutter step to have his defender break up and, you know, br- to break forward. Um, he's just doing things that I, that I see veteran wide receivers do. So – and like I said, I've been trying to, I've been secretly trying to get him on all my rosters. I, I actually just pulled a trade off with Jay Wax so I could pick him up. So I'm keeping Kevin Concepcion. I'm trading Nick Harbor and I'm cutting Jaden Greathouse. All right, here we go. Another running back one. Two running backs that we've already talked Actually, all three of these guys we've already talked about. Yeah. Keep trade cut Audric Estime, Amarian Hampton, Carson Steele. Yeah, this one's actually kind of hard. Um, I bet you're not going to like this one. I'm trading Omari and Hampton because I don't think he keeps it up. I, I think he has been good this year, but they seem Mac just seems to want to have like four or five running backs. I think he's got the most value out of those three currently. He, he, not, the, not lately. It's been Omari and Hampton. I'm, I'm I know. sorry. It's your turn I know. To you're not wrong, but. British Brooks is still getting some run. Like I, they just don't seem to want to come in. Maybe I'll be wrong. I'm fine with that. They weren't even doing that back when they had Javante and Michael Carter. Like they, they seem to want mm-hmm. to run multiple backs. I think he's got enough value. And I don't, I'm just, I'm trading him. I don't think that he keeps it going. I could be ended up being wrong with him. I'm going to keep estimating for now, just because he has been putting up points as well. And they seem to want to have him be the guy. No, I think Jeremiah love is the better running back. Now I'm cutting Carson Steele. I mean, I like Carson Steele, but he hasn't really been putting up the stats we kind of expect from a Chip Kelly running back. I don't know that he does it this year, and he probably comes back next year because I don't think he's going to get drafted in the first two days. So I think he comes back, but I'd rather just cut Carson Steele. I think uh, so. This is our, I think we agree on this one. Um, the reason I'm keeping Audric Estimates is because you look at this 2024 draft class. There's not an established guy. So could Audric Estimate go to the NFL Combine and run, you know, a 4-5? We know he's probably going to put up 30 reps on the bench. Somebody's going to fall in love with him. It, it's not Braylon Allen. It's actually Audric Estimate that probably comps better to A.J. Dillon than Braylon Allen does. 
Um, and he's probably a better like lateral athlete than than AJ Dillon. Why did AJ Dillon go in the second round? Like that's that's the like the threshold we've been using for a lot of these backs who look like that. He shouldn't have gone in the second round. Anyway, I'm keeping Audric Estime because of his I, I think that he's gonna have day two draft capital. Yeah. I'm going to trade Amari and Hampton. And I put Carson Steele on here because that's your boy. I thought that I would put you in a bind here. No. Oh, um, is that where you thought you're gonna give you, me a lot of people? No, no. No, it's not. It's not. It's not at all. Hey, I got one more here. And before I get to this one, um, if you have one in the chat, give us three players. We'll let you know. Uh keep trade cut. Here's the one that I think that you're going to lie to the people on, Matt. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me with it. Keep trade cut. Okay. <laughs> I can't even talk tonight. Keep I gotta trade cut. This. I got to write this down. All right. Keep trade no, you cut. Don't. Keep trade you don't cut. Need to write this gotcha. Okay. Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers. Kyle McCord. Kyle Michael McCord. Penix Jr. Okay. Kyle McCord. Michael Penix Jr. All right. So who am I going to keep Go ahead. Trade Go cut? ahead. Lie to the people. So you're I'm going, cutting Michael Penix because yeah, he's I not going to get drafted. So you're, I mean, it's gonna you're, suck because you're, you're gonna lose you're out lying. on that college yeah, production this exactly. year. I wanted but you to lie to the people who are listening to us, and I knew you would. Go, so go ahead, go ahead. I uh, this is I'm gonna this trade. Go ahead. No, no, no. Start all over. Start I'm all cutting over. Michael Penix. So I've already you're said not serious. I'm cutting you're Michael an unserious Penix. person. Like I get you're it. an unserious person. I get it. He's gonna get you buku fantasy points this year, and you're it's an gonna suck to lose that. But you know what? He ain't gonna make in the NFL. His knees are dust. He's not making. I knew it. No, I'm cutting Michael Penix. I'm going to trade as much as it hurts my heart. I got the jersey right here. I'm trading my boy Quinn. It's not going to just put it. Oh, in. man. Because he's got the name. He's got the pedigree. He's probably going to go first round next year. And I'm keeping my boy Kyle McCord. He's going to turn it around. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. <laughs> I knew that I could get you to just lie. I'm not lying. That's exactly what I do. Fantasy's a game. I know you're lying because I tried to trade you for Anthony Richardson and I offered you a competitive. You're like, I'm not trading Anthony Richardson. After you spent two and a half years, seriously. Um, Well, folks, we know that Matthew can't be objective now. That was the litmus test for it, and he failed miserably. You're going to keep Michael Pennis Jr. here. He's going to sneak into the back of the first round. Even if he doesn't, he's going to be a day two pick like i don't know Derek carr uh andy dalton both of whom he has better athletic tools than them yeah. so he's a guy who i think is going to get a second contract in the nfl if he stays healthy i am cutting kyle mccord this is the conversation we need to have about kyle mccord there were two throws where he had wide open wide receivers and in a similar way at texas when we saw casey thompson put everything that he had into a couple of throws and that ball just fluttered and stayed in the air and dropped a little bit short. Mm -hmm. We saw that on two different throws with Kyle. We were even talking about it in the discord chat where, Ooh, he might not have all the arm strength that is needed to be, you know, an elite pocket passer. So I'm cutting Kyle McCord. I'm trading Quinn yours because fanboys like you will probably pay for him. So um, that's the correct answer on that one. We'll see. You don't have I was dealing with an ankle injury too. I'm just throwing that out there. Neither here nor there. Uh, all right, here we go. Matt, uh, no, not yeah. Matt, Mike, Mike. It, it, and by the way, uh, Brett in the chat, he has the right answer. That was the right answer. Keep Penix, trade yours, and and cut McCord. Um, all right, uh, here's from Mike, our dearly beloved Mike Valerie. Keep trade cut. Matthew Golden, Ted McMillan, Isaiah Bond. That oh, that's easy. One. What? Is no, easy? I'm cut. Well, one of them is I'm cutting Isaiah. Okay, Bond. that's easy. For no, me. oh, I yeah, don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, understand yeah. why. I don't think he's any better than Tet McMillan or Matthew Golden. 
So I think we both agree that you're going to keep Ted McMillan here. He is probably projecting to be a first round NFL draft pick. I'm cutting Matthew Golden. Isaiah Bond has some Jalen Waddle to his game. Yeah, so does every shifty wide receiver. Like, how many of them actually become Jalen Waddle? You're just looking at production. Like, they're not. He's That's not all that be matters. As productive as those guys because they don't. Have, no, it's not all that matters. It it's is not. All. You're you're like box score scouting right here. Isaiah Bond is a good player. He's not going to be as productive as he would have been with with Bryce Young under the helm with with uh uh. Who's Jalen Milrow? I mean, Jalen Milrow is not the same type of passer. So I am I am cutting it's I'm very easily cutting Matthew Golden here. I'm very easily keeping Ted McMillan. And I'm trading Isaiah Bond. I've actually tried to trade for Isaiah Bond in a couple of places. So um there we go. All right, here's another one. We got another uh uh Matthew Golden one from William in the chat. Uh I think this is Dane Key, uh Matthew Golden and, and Squirrel White. Unless it's a side for Matthew. He's very stressed out over this. Matthew is very easy to stress out. It's not that. No, I'm trying to remember. I think Dane Key is easy. The easy cut. Yeah. But Dane Key has been playing well. People keep underselling Dane Key because Barry and Brown is there. A couple games he hasn't done anything. He was okay against last weekend's Georgia. I think he had like 50 something yards. I'm cutting Dane Key. I think that's it. It's yeah. more Squirrel and. I think you keep Squirrel. I think you keep Matthew Golden and you trade Squirrel White. Uh, yeah, fine. I, I still. So Squirrel White is like what, 160 pounds? You know, and, and he's not had the. He had he had 100 yards last week, but he had it on like eight catches. I would have thought in, in that system, if he had eight catches, he would have had 175 yards. So, and it's because of Joe Milton's not playing that way. So, um, and Austin is in the chat. He says, Dane Key has not been playing very good. Whatever. Whatever. Backseat driver. I mean, um, yeah, he, he he had a, I would not say a good game. He had like 60 yards against, I think he had 60 yards against Georgia. But yeah, there's been multiple games where I'm pretty sure he's been like shut out. Zero. Yeah, he's been a zero. Um. But I, yeah, I'm trading Squirrel White because I don't think he has the NFL potential that Matthew Golden does. Did you say yours? I agree with you. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I think Matthew Golden's a better player than Isaiah Bond. Why would I keep? Why would I trade him over uh, Squirrel White? I, I, and I don't know if Squirrel does Squirrel White return punts or kicks because I know Matthew Golden does. I don't. I can't remember if if uh, Squirrel White does anything in the return game. So I mean, you know, the fact that Golden has that in his back pocket is, could also. Get him to the NFL. All right, unless there's no, I don't see any other ones. So let's get here to this last question, Matthew. Okay. This last question. Yeah. We did an elite cast. It was really, it was Austin's idea. And I think he only did that because you, at the time, you were the only one who really used that word. Yeah. Um, And then you stopped using it. So we'll play the game a little Uh, bit. You know, when you bully someone enough, you know, they eventually. Oh, you're bullied? You've been bullied for real? You really? www.bully.com. And it's a picture of your face? Yep. I posted a boy for you. Go ahead. Ask your question. What you got? Uh, who? Uh, obviously, this is a fantasy show, so I'm not asking you to do offensive line analysis or center analysis. Yep. Um, but at the wide receiver, running back, uh, tight end, quarterback positions, give me how many you have uh, that are you consider elite at those positions and who they are. 
wide receiver, I'd probably only say three. Harrison, I still think Mecca deserves to be in that conversation, but I might put Evan Stewart over Mecca, but those would be the three. I, I don't know who else I would put in that category. I mean, I think, you know, I think guys like Jontae Cook, Zachariah Branch could get there, but they haven't really shown anything this year. I mean, Branch has currently, shown presently, presently yeah. elite, presently elite. Those three. For me at running back, it's Singleton. That's Wait, it. who are your three at wide receiver? Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Mekegbuka, and Evan Stewart. Okay. Quarterback, I think it's just three. Uh, it's Caleb, Drake, and Drew Alar. I think that's it. I don't think I'd put – you can't put Quinn in there. You can't put – I think we could be having this conversation at this point in time next year about Dante Moore. Because I have liked the way he's played at times, but you can't put him there now. I, I don't know who else you'd even put in that conversation. I don't think anybody else deserves to be in the conversation. So just those three for me on them too. Quarterback. Um, let me start at tight end here. I think that there's a chance that Luke Lachey, well, Luke Lachey and Brock Bowers are elite. Um oh, yeah, I, forgot about that. I, I will yeah. So I'll put both of them there. Um, even though Luke Lachey is out for the season. At running back. It's either zero or it's Nick Singleton. At wide receiver, I really only have two, and it's Evan Stewart and Marvin Harrison Jr. I can't put Emeka Abuka in that conversation. Emeka Abuka is not even my third, like my third wide receiver. Where do I have? I have Emeka Abuka. I probably need to move him down, um, especially after the conversation I had with Matt Waldman, which you can get on the uh, Campus to Can NIL podcast feed. Matt Waldman does uh, one prospect with us every single week, and this week it was Emeka Abuka. So that was a very interesting conversation. Um, yeah, it's it's Evan Stewart and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Like Evan Stewart should be able to – if Evan Stewart declared for the NFL draft this year, I think he would be a first-round draft pick. And then at the quarterback position, it's two guys. <laughs> it's Caleb Williams and it's Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix Jr. is having, a, having an elite – college football season. That doesn't mean that he's an elite prospect, obviously, because of the injuries. <laughs> Matthew, put, Matthew put his head. Matthew put his head I on mean, the if, if that's said, what we're doing on, here. Are you wait, 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 time out. Are you saying that he's he's not having an elite season? That doesn't make him an elite player. You said who's elite. Yes, if yes. we're talking elite, then I can say he's anything. An elite player. Kyle McCord deserves to be in the conversation for Ohio. He's not at, having. He's at, not doing anything because he's elite got mode. elite cleats. Quinn Ewers used to have an elite mullet. He deserves to be in the court. That that's the conversation we're having now. If you're just going to say neither one of those guys season. are going to be in, in New York at the end of the season. I don't know. Maybe Quinn Ewers might. William, he's William actually having right. a statistically when, good when season. Michael Penning. Let me tell you something right now. Michael Penning Jr. has the chance to be the best shoot from deep call I've ever had. I mean, he's already up there, but. There was nobody talking about Michael Penix Jr. in 2020 talking about his feet. We were on this show. He has the opportunity right there with Thomas Castellanos as some of the best shoot from deep calls I had. Michael Penix Jr. is elite. He's elite. He's an elite college football player right now, and Caleb Williams is. I do not have Drake May there. He's very good. I don't have him as elite. Uh, definitely not Drew Aller and not Dante Moore yet. Maybe eventually but they're not there yet so i have two quarterbacks one running back two wide receivers two tight ends that's it that's it 
<laughs> I mean, I have nothing to say. It's just it's absolutely ridiculous. So. Chiming in, Austin chiming in. He says, calm down, Rex Ryan. What about Luther Burton? No, he's had a really good season, but I don't think it warrants elite. I think he's right in that next tier. I mean, it, you don't have Mecca in there. It sounds like you probably, well, I don't know, you're not a big fan of Luther Burden either. I, I, I No, I'm coming not... around. No, 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 no. Oh, you're coming I'm around coming on around Luther, Luther Burden now, Burden. finally? I, now, now that he's this is producing. the thing that will get me canceled, though. Luther Burden is still being used as a gadget player. Yeah, I don't don't disagree. That might just be the offense. I don't know. That's how uh, he was used last year. He's being used a little bit differently than he was last year because they're actually you know deploying him downfield. But defenses are playing Luther Burden on the short stuff, and he's getting open. You know, being the inside receiver on bunch. Of, I mean, he's usually as a slot wide receiver, so he's always inside. You know, the inside receiver on bunches. Yeah. He's running through traffic to get open. I mean. You you have to cross your fingers that somebody is going to use him as creatively as Drinkowitz is using him uh, there at Missouri this year. I mean, I don't think you have to. It can go back to the conversation we had with Austin and Chris. I think it was a couple weeks ago where like he is being used as a gadget player. Yes, he is. Yeah, I mean, if if he even if that's what you think he's going to be in the NFL, I know you've talked about you know Lavisca Chenault. If he keeps producing like this, though, he's likely going to, I don't know, he'll get first round draft capital, but he's going to be at least a day two guy. And then you just trade him because people will view him because there will be people who just look at the production. So then you can just trade him then if that's what you really want to do. I personally would not put him in the elite category. I think he has elite traits. I think he could be there, but not right now. No, I would put him in that second tier below those three for me, below Mecca. Mark, I, Mecca I, I would put him below those. Three two, but he yes he is on the the spectrum that includes Lavisca Chenault. It includes Debo Samuel. It includes Percy Harvin. Like those guys, that's how they were used in college. It doesn't mean that they're bad football players, but they it's not like he's not used like Marvin Harrison Jr. You line up on that X and have him run a deep comeback or a, like a post route. That's not how they're using Luther Burton. I'm sorry, chat. I'm sorry, chat. Those in the chat who think differently, that's not how they're using him. So um, which is fine. Like it's college football. Let them get let let them use him in a way that best suits their offense. I'm not criticizing it. I'm just observing it. And now I'm being like arrows being thrown at me because I'm just observing what it is that I'm seeing. So um, Yeah, Brett. I mean, he does have some downfield catches, but I mean his 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 actual A dot is embarrassingly low. It's at like seven, I think. He's he's doing he, most of his work as, as Yak. Yes, I mean, but they are deploying him from the slot, deep, you know, deep. I've seen him run wheel routes. I've seen him. I've seen him run corner routes from that position. I've seen him run, um, uh, again, like in the inside wide receiver position on bunches and run through traffic to get open. So. William adds he has as many targets behind the line of scrimmage as he does 10 yards downfield per PFF. So you're being stat checked there. Do you have any yeah. other thoughts? No, he's a good player. No, do you he, have any he, other thoughts for the show? Oh, no, no, I got Luther nothing. Go Kyle McCord and Quinn Ewers. Elite. That's how you want to that's how you want to close the show. Elite. Yeah. Who's elite? Kyle McCord and Kyle Quinn McCord, Ewers are? Quinn Ewers. 
I told you all that I would get Matthew to lie to you. I told you, and he did, and I didn't disappoint you. All right, I guess that's going to be our show for tonight. Apologies to Kirk Herbstreit. We ran out of time. We'll get him rescheduled soon for Matt Bruning and myself, Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck.